Welcome to Wisdom for Life, where we sift through philosophy to find practical advice that you can use in your everyday life. Hi, I'm Dan Hayes, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. Greg Sadler. And today we're doing a special episode, One Year In. Yep, we have been on the air for a little over a year at this point, and so we thought we'd do kind of a retrospective episode and talk about what the show what the show's origin was and how we got it started and some of the things we learned along the way and I, I think we'll probably talk about a whole bunch of other things and go off on tangents as we all, so often do right hey I love tangents they're <laughs> <laughs> a fundamental component of uh, calculus and a rather fun portion of conversation yeah, we, the only thing we have to avoid is like going down too many rabbit holes because those take up so much time on the air, right? Mm-hmm. But the good thing about them is sometimes you can stumble into new ideas or thoughts you've never thought before. That's true. And and oftentimes they turn into whole episodes of their own for us, right? Yeah, it's like, oh, that's really interesting. <laughs> we should hold that for something later. So what were some of the things that, that you'd wanted to talk about in this episode? I should mention, too, before we, we get started. So we have managed during a time of COVID-19 to get 31 episodes in, which I think is, is quite an achievement for two guys who are pretty busy right? and get, yeah. got busier <laughs> as things went on. So I, I just wanted to say that very quickly. But the, what, what, what are some of the things that you wanted to talk about in particular? Um, just like some of the trials and tribulations and the, um, I don't know, kind of like the, the successes and how we've grown, I think, are the biggest things to talk about. Is it too early for us to start talking about this is glory days? Do we have to, like, you know, have the <laughs> equivalence of being out of high school for five years or so? Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like we couldn't even started to call it glory years like yeah well we don't have years. i don't think we're deep enough into it exactly yeah we don't have we don't have enough laurels to really rest on we maybe just to like sit on for a little bit right yeah you know what? i really feel like i should get some laurels like just wear them around yeah but those those are just for uh for show though not for resting on yeah yeah, like so, they're usually what a grape leaves, and there's like, oh, what, that's not going to support you. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe make a mesh or something, right? Yeah. A woven. I'm not. You chair. know, it's, it's kind of funny. I don't know what the origin of that rest on your laurels actually is. It couldn't have any sort of physical component to it, right? No. So it's um, I actually know this one. Um. So <laughs> laurels are are given um for uh especially during like ancient Greek times as uh. A, a trophy for winning uh, some athletic event. Okay. And so you'd wear the laurels and you would, you know, basically if you got those, you could go into any restaurant and you could, or, or some place to eat and people would buy you your food or your drink and whatnot. Um, so it's basically the idea that you are resting on your compl- old accomplishments without actually doing anything. So you're just like, you know, I've got this reputation, like I did all these things. Now I can just kind of sit around and go like, soak it in without actually having to do anything more so was there like an expiration date that was based on like the laurel leaves not drying out or anything like you could only make yeah, this like, work for you for a they're, certain they're super time? ephemeral <laughs> it's not like they could like dip them in plastic back then yeah so you know, you know like it, it, it was an ephemeral thing i don't know i kind of love 
that that was uh, at least part of the the winnings is something that was ephemeral that would deteriorate over time that it wasn't so staying as like the you know the olympic medals that we have nowadays oh yeah interesting yeah i suppose once you have a medal right you put it on your shelf and you've got it for the next you know 40 50 years so yeah we could say that about all sorts of others but let's let's jump into talking about the show so one of the things that we were going to talk about right off the bat was things that we've learned through doing this this radio show that uh started back in march of uh 2020 uh shortly before the covid crisis hit right two weeks yeah so what did what did you learn what was one of the things you learned? Um, so, like, uh, part of the process was, like, the, the technical side. And so we had to go through, uh, sit through a class and learn all the technical bits as well as, like, all the the legal bits. So, like, oh, what right. you can and can't say and whatnot. Um, so there's uh, specifically the technical bits of, of running the audio equipment that at the radio station and then... You know, once we had to move away from that, setting this up so we could continue to do that um, from a, a distance away, and then um, and then also then taking this radio show that we had been creating and uh, making it into a podcast is distributed, uh, where the the big technical uh, problems that we had to overcome, and then unless you have something. Well, you know, I was just going to say, with respect to that, the words you're not allowed to say on the radio, I think we've only had to bleep out something once the entire year that we've been on the air. Mm-hmm. Does that sound about right? Or was it was it maybe twice? I mean, it's been a very minuscule amount, yeah. right? It's not like we have to, a button that we have to push all the time or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, we've been uh, rather good in that, especially we had a couple... Uh, what uh, two months ago we had the the uh am i the oh right <laughs> right was it? am i the uh, jerk it, right? am i the jerk episode and i was like yeah. okay i can't say that that last a there uh yeah we had to skirt yeah. around that quite a bit didn't we <laughs> yeah um but otherwise that, that was it's pretty good uh and because now that we record this beforehand instead of being live like we were originally it does give us that leeway that we can even though we're really good about it to be able to edit it before it goes to air the trick though and so we're gonna later on we're gonna do like a behind the scenes or pulling back the curtain but the trick with that sort of thing just to give you a little preview is as soon as we say something that we're not supposed to say we have to note the time immediately because we can't stop recording we have to keep on with what we're doing and so you have to almost have two things going on at the same time in your head noting exactly when it is so that you can edit it out later on and continuing on with your train of thought <laughs> and i suppose there's a third thing too like not getting not allowing it to de- derail you not you know uh, not getting embarrassed about it or anything like that not not saying yet another word another expletive <laughs> <right>? <laughs> so yeah right. I, you know I, I think the thing that i learned is it's actually in in some respects it's easier to walk into the studio and sit down even with all the technology that we have to handle and the fact that we're you know we're under the gun to get it done right then it's a little bit easier to get that done for for me because time management is always something i struggle with 
And so, you know, like we're recording this um, kind of late at night, which we really need to do in part because I live downtown and it's a little bit quieter. Um, River West is probably a bit quieter at night, I imagine, as well. And, um, you know, making sure that we actually get underway, um, get all of the not just recording, but the editing done so that the show can air at the proper time. That takes a little bit more finagling than just walking in, seating our butts in the uh, stools and, and going at it. Yeah. Did you have a similar experience in, in that respect or not? Yeah, uh, especially because at the time I, when we originally started this, I did not have a, uh, a regular job um, that had a regular schedule in it. So it, it's really nice to have something that is very concrete in the course of the week that like we're going to go there do that you know yeah um another thing that i had was on um, how to bet make a little bit better audio to uh, make sure <laughs> that your diction and enunciation yeah. are well as well as producing the uh, reducing the ums those are killers um you know uh, i often say right at the end of things right all those pauses, yeah, it's 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 tough. I mean, you can't concentrate on that all the time, uh, right? Because you can't you can't have your brain totally occupied with that. It is uh, it is tough not to shift into those, especially when you're thinking about something. Mm-hmm. And you're not always incredibly conscious of them, especially when you're first starting to do this, because they're part of normal speech. And radio is not exactly normal speech patterns. That's right, yeah. Becoming incredibly conscious, though, does happen as soon as you start editing it. You become <laughs> yes. hyper-conscious of how often... Not not just, not just saying um or filler words like that. I will say the same word twice. <laughs> I had no idea that I was, I was doing that so often. Doing podcast stuff also reveals that to you as well. Yeah. I think repeating the word is a lot better than the ums. The, the other thing is that you become incredibly well-versed in finding the waveform of ums if you're editing them out. That's true. Yeah, we, so should we jump ahead to talking about that or should, or should, we, should we tell the backstory? Well, let's do the backstory first, all right? right? Yeah, yeah. R- rather than getting into all these technical weeds right off the start. Right. So how did, how did uh, Wisdom for Life come to being? Um, there's a long backstory, both for me and for Dan, and then for both of us together. Um, on my part, my wife and I came back to Milwaukee in 2015, and shortly after that, we, we actually pitched the idea of a philosophy-related show to River West Radio, but they said, oh, we've got enough shows right now, but would you, would you be interested in doing some consulting work for us? And we did it pro bono because, you know, well, we'll talk about River West Radio always needs donations in a bit, mm-hmm. so that's an in-kind donation. And I ended up coming on as a guest on uh, two different shows, one about cuisine and then one that's a little bit harder to describe that the Scrouse used to do. Um, about, well, we talked about like H.P. Lovecraft and Philip Dick, but but we ranged over a lot of other topics as well. So I, that's how I got into that River West Radio matrix. And then every once in a while, I'd run into Martin at a coffee shop and he'd say, 
hey, uh, do you think you want to do a show sometime? And and it, it just ne- the, the wheels never aligned properly, right? That mm-hmm. that only happens when you come into the story. So, I mean, you've got a longer back history with River West Radio. Why don't you say a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, I, I was, I've lived in River West off and on for the last, I don't know, uh, over a decade now. And, you know, I saw the, the rise of River West Radio. Um, I remember early on... Uh, like Zav, one of the runners of it uh, with Martin, um, had like a teepee that he set up um, outside. So it kind of like gives you kind of the feel of the the neighborhood that is kind of like bohemian and uh, a little bit odd in just the right ways. And um, once I came back after college and uh, after a stint out in California, um, I had at that time and that point in time i had already um, started to get kind of deep into stoke philosophy and that's how i uh, eventually met up with greg at the milwaukee stoke fellowship which he was running and i remember um coming in and i was so new that like i locked the doors like is this the cynics you know this is stoics <laughs> i'm like oh yes that's the one i forgot about that yeah <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we founded this Stoic Fellowship, which is a branch of a uh, much larger worldwide set of organizations, right? And um, what we do is we get together, and it used to be just once a month, but they, actually Dan expanded it considerably with, with these Stoic walk and talks. You, you got that idea from one of the Bay Area. The Fremont Stoics. Okay, right, right, yeah. And, and so... At first, that was going to which park was it? Mostly Lake Park. That's right. Yeah, and and walking around and talking about Marcus Aurelius or Epictetus and chatting for a while, and so then you know inclement weather turned it into a coffee house kind of thing, and then COVID forced it into uh, Zoom sessions, Zoom. just like our regular meetup. And and so Dan and I got to know each other quite well. Uh, through going to these these Stoic fellowships, at one point we were actually talking about doing uh, like a summer camp thing, which you know COVID would have. Thank God we didn't start planning that <laughs> because COVID would have really put the kibosh on that. But um, yeah, I, I remember sitting in, in I think it was in my car, and was, we started yeah. talking about doing a show, right? Mm-hmm. So it was yeah, win- we were kind of like spitballing ideas of like, is there a project to do and. Uh, one of them was the radio show. I was just like, oh yeah, that seems right. Hey, look, there's a r- radio station that is uh, right for us to go and uh, be a part of. And it kind of built up from there. We, I guess we looked online to see like what was the process to actually sign up and become part of the group. And that, that's that's a cool feature of River West Radio that we'll talk about in just a bit. It is it is definitely community radio, so they're open to all sorts of show ideas. Obviously, there's some that they'll say, ah, we've got enough of those, like sports shows or I think music shows. But when it comes mm-hmm. to putting philosophy online out there in the Internet, there's there's kind of a lack of that, and especially with with practical philosophy. I mean, there, there are philosophy shows where it's kind of academic-y and – you know, yeah. what does Hume have to say about causality? Do we really know anything, you know, about, about cause and effect for sure? That's got some practical effects, but it, but it's it's pretty abstract, right? The sort of stuff that we're engaging in. A little bit with. of head in the clouds there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, the, I mean, the stuff that we're providing, it, it was to be things that could reach ordinary people, 
right? And be beneficial. And That's use, right. Yeah. And yeah. useful specifically. Yeah. So, so we started getting together, and I, I think we talked about it for at least a couple months before we actually, we, you know, we were taking steps. Right? We, do, we were doing research, but before we actually contacted um, Martin and Zav, you and I had kicked around some ideas at coffee houses mostly. Um, where else? Uh, downtown at the Fister Hotel. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. I didn't realize, you know, I live right downtown, uh, and I didn't realize that these these older hotels have all sorts of, what would you call them, auxiliary things, basically. Amenities. Yeah, exactly for oh. for the people who are there, but but they're they're anyone could walk in and make use of them. Like yeah. uh, there there was that nice cafe that we went to, and then you showed me it was it wasn't quite a museum, but it was a display thing. Well, oh yes, because they have the um, they have an artist in residence. Always. That's right. Yeah, and and they have a, a place where they work, which is also has plate glass windows, so you can see the work they're working on. So sometimes it's um, sculptures, sometimes it's um, uh, what are they? Seamstress seems less than what I mean, but like an artist that creates clothes, uh, textiles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think someday we should actually once COVID is done, we should actually do a show about all the cool things that you can access for free in Milwaukee. And you might feel a little bit like when you're walking in, like, oh, I'm not sure if I belong here, but they won't kick you out. You know, yeah. <laughs> or you can kind of have an interesting <laughs> time because that, that was, that was a good example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then we, uh, we signed up and as uh, Dan was saying a little bit earlier, we had to do some training. We had to do uh, two weekend workshops where we learned how to work, the, uh, the board and, you know, all the ins and outs of microphones and headphones and a lot of other th- administrivia kind of stuff, right? How to make a yeah. show work. And then there was all the content related things about what not to say, what to say, how to, I don't know, how to, how to be appealing maybe is, what do you How to not go over time, especially oh. when you're live. Yeah, <laughs> how not to get to the point where they'll cut you off? I think that the was it the first or the second episode? Zob comes running out from the back and like goes like. I think it was the first one. Yeah, I think it was our first episode. <laughs> yeah. I've totally forgotten about that. Yeah, it's like there's 30 seconds before the end of the hour. You must end. Yeah, and they, and they told us in the in the workshops that they they were going to do that, and we yep. somehow it escaped our mind or. Something like that. <laughs> so then, you know, the uh, the only other thing that we, we really had to do was we needed some show music for the intro and the outro. And I got a friend and colleague of mine, Scott Terulli, who I, I also do a, a metal show with. Uh, he's a great uh, guitarist. And uh, he I asked him, would you would you do a, a clip for us? And he didn't even, you know, say how much how much do you want to pay me or anything like that he was like no that'll be cool you know i'll i'll do it for you and then he's like what kind of stuff do you want and i said i don't know kind of joe satriani-esque and that's that's what we got i mean you heard yeah. it at the top of the hour and you'll hear it as and well. you'll heard it at the end as well exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so and we actually use that as like our bracket for when when we're when we're doing things live right it, it fades in, it, it fades out at the, the top and the, the bottom of the hour. But we also use that for framing things in the way that we're doing things now. Yeah, so if 
if we're doing it live and we need to cut out the audio, we always have a backer track that we can bring up. And so if usually you haven't heard that in a very long time, but uh, if there's any point in time where like we need to talk amongst ourselves, we'll just bring up the music and it's always behind us just so you don't hear it. Yeah, and you know, with River West Radio, because it is in River West, and as Dan was mentioning, it's it's a really really unique kind of neighborhood. In the old radio station, you could have people walking in off the street and wanting to contribute to your show, whether they were you know whether it was planned or not. <laughs> so that might be a, a case where you'd uh, jack down the mics and boost up the music for a little bit and give people a little preview of I don't know some other tracks, right? Right, right. Uh, and so if you want, please uh, go check out uh, Scott. Um, we've always got our link in the show notes. You know, we should put a pitch right now, too. Um, I, I know Radio? Exactly, yeah. Yes. And, and so let's talk briefly before we hit people up for making contributions about why River West Radio is so important, right? Give, give them some value before we extract some value. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so go ahead. Uh, I guess, uh, what is our focus? You know, what is the the idea behind the show? Why is it so important? And what are we going to be doing with it? Well, so Wisdom for Life, it took us a while to pick out that name, um, but we wanted something that embodied the fact that we're focusing on life, we're focusing on practical things and that we're bringing philosophy to bear. And it's not just philosophizing for the sake of philosophizing, but in order to live, live better, you know, so to improve our relationships or develop a uh, better understanding of who we are and how to, you know, improve ourselves, all, all of those sorts of things. But Greg, I thought navel gazing was this chief uh, idea behind philosophy, isn't it? Well, you know, when I was younger, I could navel gaze a lot easier, but now I'm older and fatter and, you know, (laughs) it takes a little bit of work to do that. (laughs) No, no. I I mean, there are, I think there are a lot of people who get into philosophy and they're looking for something like what you're calling navel gazing. They're, they're using it in kind of a narcissistic way to really focus on themselves where they're the main object and everybody else should like listen to them or think about what they, they have to say, but that's really boring stuff. I mean, I've had people like that in seminars and after a while you're like, Oh man, just sit down and shut up. (laughs) Um, Sooner or later people want something that's, that's going to speak to them and has something, you know, something they can use to, maybe fix parts of their life or improve parts that are going well, or just understand themselves a little bit better. Right. Yeah. I mean, actually this is kind of a good jumping off point. So the Fremont Stoics, you know, we, you and I have talked about this a bit. What was it that drew you to hanging out with those, those people? They probably weren't all like professional academic philosophers, right? But they were very interested in, stoicism and i imagine other uh schools of philosophy as well how were what were they doing uh i guess i went to them because they were the the cross i was living in oakland at the moment and so they were the the closest group that met regularly like there was uh um 
one up in uh, Marin and then one in San Francisco, but they were like meeting once a month. Where these guys, were, they were meeting every week, and so okay. like, that that scratched my itch, and that's why I went there. Um, and then also we, we walked around Lake Elizabeth in uh, Fremont, which is uh, you know a beautiful uh, park and lake. Uh, can't you know be unhappy with that situation, um, and uh, you know the. They're mostly interested in stoicism. Um, that's, but I, I guess I I took that because I was there, um, and once I came back, I wanted to reproduce that a little bit. There must have been something that they were providing in their conversations that made you want to come back. Not just the beautiful lake, but something about the way they were doing things. I imagine uh, there, right? there's you know obviously community um, and uh, the ability to have to create those meaningful meaningful discussions in order to actually get deeper into a topic and we can you know, read all these things and we're still kind of stuck on our heads and unless we have something to bounce some ideas off of and try yeah. to you know like i think this is this is moral and that kind of like fits into a certain moral worldview and uh, it's always good to have someone there to you know uh, call you on your bs you know i but call you in, in the right way, right? Not right. not just to be a nitpicker or to um, be a professional critic or something like that, or or, or even to be like I'm gonna you know I'm 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 gonna be your physical trainer. I'm gonna just punch you a lot and you'll get tougher that way, right? Uh, but somebody who they don't have to care about you, like you know you're you're the friend who's the the you know one soul and two bodies sort of stuff, right? But they they actually like treat you as a person and regard you as, as being important. You know, that's something that I think a lot of people are missing in their lives. I, I you know, I get people who say, oh, you know, I, I want to study philosophy. I'm stuck doing it on my own because there's nobody else that I can really talk to about this sort of stuff. And I, you know, so groups like that, I think are pretty important. Or if you're, if you're inclined towards that, that sort of thing, having friends that you can, engage with is is often very valuable as well um go ahead goes into like building practices like you're you're doing this thing you're talking about these things and the the end result is that you're like starting to instill in yourself better practices that lead you to a little bit more calmer state of mind of the ability to look at things in a a more nuanced and broad way yeah. um, to not be overwhelmed by certain things. And these were all benefits that, you know, we have brought into the show to a certain extent of talking about what are the benefits um, for your mental state as well as your, your social state yeah. uh, through philosophy. Yeah. There were some other things that, uh, that we'd wanted to talk about, like with the, the general idea of the show. And I think that some of these actually came out of, what we did rather than like being things that we originally settled on. So one of the things I identified was veering off into current issues. So we ended up, for example, talking about protests and policing and the social contract and black lives matter and and things along those lines um, because we felt that it was important. And then, you know, we've also been, going to topics that are of, you might say, evergreen or perennial interest as well. And I think we, originally we had in mind, well, we're going to talk about the, those, the latter more, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to try to make sure that every episode is something that could be played 10 years from now. 
Um, but I think we actually got a lot out of talking about what was happening in the world and in, in Milwaukee. Um, yeah, I, I would agree that, you know, even though that it, it's going to be at least topical, it, the, that was just like the steed of, of, of the conversation. Yeah. And then the rest of the conversation is, is still an evergreen topic that these issues are, you know, constant and, uh, flu- and and change over time, but like they, it's just the the current incarnation of them. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's that that makes a lot of sense. Um, there was another thing that you had in here that I thought was was kind of cool, um, the familiarity of friends enjoying each other's company. So that's us, right? Yeah. That's what you, okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, uh. I've heard a, a number of times people have responded in comments. It's like, you know, it's really nice. It seems like you are just two old friends uh, having a really good conversation with each other. Yeah. Rather than like radio hosts who like walk in, nod at each other and then put on their shtick. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so here's, here's an interesting question for you. Do you think that's been aided by the fact that we haven't been in the studio and we've had to do all this technical finagling, um, you know, because we, before we'd, when we'd go into the studio, we'd, we'd chit chat before that, right? And we'd sometimes we'd do that afterwards. But here we, we never start recording at, at the given point in time that we're coming on. We always chat for about half an hour or so and catch up. And um, I don't know. I feel like there wasn't enough data points to actually okay. make a distinction. Like there yeah. were literally two episodes that we did in the radio show before COVID <laughs> lockdown yeah. happened. Yeah. Uh, but at least one of those, we preceded it by going to the coffee shop next door. Uh, we had a, a, you know, a good time having some coffee and went over our notes for what we were expecting to go over in the episode. And I don't know, like we don't have the other example to compare it to. So I, I, true, I don't know yeah. if it, it has or has not. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see when we inevitably get to go back to the the station, you know, whenever that's mm-hmm. going to be. So, only so when we should. Safe enough. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I said only when safe enough. That's it. Let's... Yeah. So let's talk about River West Radio. Um, they're the ones who are hosting this. They they gave us a home for this this show. They are a community radio station, and that's something kind of unique. There's not a lot of those out there. Um, and a lot of people mix up community and public radio, so I think we should talk about the differences between those. You know, everybody's familiar with, you know, whatever their state public radio is or, or NPR, National Public Radio. Um, we're, we're kind of fortunate here in Wisconsin in that we've got quite a few, you know, um, and they, they perform a really valuable role. They have cool shows, and sometimes they can be very local, but they're not as local as community radio, right? No. Yeah, the... Community radio program was it early two thousands? I want to say it was uh, kind of put into place, and it allowed a lot of uh, people access to actually broadcasting that weren't wouldn't be able to do that. And so uh, almost all of them were um, only given permits for low power, and so they're you know a much lower radius in which they can operate on the FM dial, um, but you know. River West Radio in the the age of technology that you are, yeah. you, you can um, ask your uh, Alexa or 
uh, Google Home to do whatever, it just like ask them for River West Radio, and it'll pop right up anywhere in the world, as well as going to their website. Yeah, you know, that's kind of an interesting thing. So when, when it was originally put in place, I don't think people had in mind that it would be streaming over the internet, right? right. So they were kind of like, well, well, we'll let them have this little tiny scrap. <laughs> Right. Community radio can be as big as any of the commercial affiliates if enough people listen to it. Right. Uh, And it it just it open up the opportunity for people that would usually never have the ability or the access to run their own radio station to like just take the reins and go and do crazy new things. Yeah. You know, so Zav and Martin, the. The people who run River West Radio, they, I don't want to say that they have less work to do because they actually have a lot more work to do in many respects, but they're doing a very different kind of work than station managers would be doing for, you know, NPR or, or a commercial radio station in that they, you know, that, that proverbial herding cats, I think that they're doing a lot of that. Um, and they're not doing it because they've got all these divas or, you know, big, big uh, performers who are coming on, but rather because it is community radio. So shows are entrusted to people to produce, not not just to be hosts of, but to plan out, to carry out all the production. And it, there's kind of a big, big, um, what would you call it? Like there's, there's a, a big promise and trust that that's going on every time that somebody comes on the air that you're not going to say stuff that the FCC is going to have a problem with and you're going to produce good content that people will be interested in you're going to have, if you're going to do a show that requires research you're going to have done it um, and I think they've been pretty you know pleasantly uh, I don't know if they're surprised or not but they're you know the shows are good there's there's a lot of really great content on, on River West Radio yeah, and and most of people are doing this um, basically for free, so there's not like yeah. this uh, monetary motivation to do this. This is kind of like a, a labor of love. That people love their radio station, and will, the opportunity to have their voice be projected is is enough to get them to go. But you know, because there isn't some like it's a job, it is a little bit of hurting cats, as you said. Yeah, I, 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 they put in a lot of work, those, those guys. Um, and, and so do show producers, you know. I mean, each show, um, like we come up with a script kind of. I mean, it's, it's, actually, it's not much of a script. It's a bunch of bullet <laughs> points, right? But some of the shows, you know, really go into a lot of work and, and they use all the sound effects and, and things like that. And um, nobody's actually making anything off of, of that. It's all a service for the River West community, the Milwaukee community, and the, the larger world community. So, yeah. So we should yeah. make an appeal at this point in time, now that we've talked up uh, 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 River West Radio and community radio. Do you want to do it, Dan, or you want me to do it? Oh, I think we could both do it. River West Radio, uh, WXRW, uh, 104.1 LPFM in Milwaukee. It's a good thing you've a... got that memorized because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, is uh, community radio and produces uh, our show as well as a plethora of other music, news, and 
politics uh, radio shows for the community of River West and for the world. Yeah, they're really doing a lot of great work, and it's very easy to donate. There's a donate button on the website that we're, we're putting a link to in uh, here. Riverwestradio.com. Exactly. So, you know, if you chip in just, uh, you know, five bucks, ten bucks, whatever, you know, you, you, you think is, is adequate, um, you're actually helping to provide a basis for you know, episode after episode after episode of, of great shows and keeping keeping something that's really unique here in Milwaukee running and producing. Yeah, it's a, a great resource, and uh, I hope that you enjoyed us enough that you might uh, help the people that help us bring it to you. Yeah, that's, that's a good pitch, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's talk a little bit of history. Uh, we've mentioned this a couple times. We got two episodes in, and then COVID hit. And there is a kind of story that we've told before, but I think a lot of listeners might not know about how our show was the very last show that went live in the studio. Right. So we did our first show. Everything was copacetic, and all of it, you know, the rumblings of of foreboding things to come. Um, and, you know, Things are some places are shutting down, but there's no like overall shutting down. And uh, it comes to I think we're at Friday at what four four to five, five I think we we five, did yeah. Uh, yeah that was a great spot yeah um, <laughs> that, was, that was ideal yeah <laughs> how the heck do we uh, luck into that I don't know um but we we go to the door and it's was it locked when we got there no. It, we got in, and yeah. then they locked the door behind us. And I thought, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and we're getting up there to, like, set up. And they're like, what, didn't you get the email? No, that came after. Oh, they, they, okay. We did the whole show. They, they looked <laughs> at us weird. And we I get maybe looked back at them weird. But, you know, it was our second show. So we're like, well, maybe they're not used to us being in here. Or, you know. And so we sat down and we, we did our show. And then, and then I think it was Zav came up to us afterwards. He said, you know, the station's closed, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, what? Yeah. Yeah, and apparently they had sent out a mass email to That's all of right. their show yeah, producers, yeah. but uh, there was a snafu, and our emails were not put on that list because we were so new. That's right. what it was. Yeah, and so they they were wondering what the hell we were doing walking in there, but they <laughs> they were cool with it. You know, they rolled with it and yeah. let us let us do that that second episode, which was about uh, handling fear in a pandemic, right? Right. <laughs> So maybe they thought we were doing like a public service or something. That <laughs> <laughs> well, was a public service. Of course it was. <laughs> yeah. But we no, should, un- we should listen to that one and see what our advice was back then. <laughs> yeah. A year into it and figure it out. <laughs> so anyway, they, they said, you know, uh, well, we're closing down now. We're not sure what we're going to do. And the, the kicker was it's just too difficult to disinfect everything that's involved in radio. You got the mics and you could, you'd have to like swap out mic covers for every single show. But the biggest killer is the, uh, the board, the, yeah, there's uh, like over a hundred little switches on the board. Yeah. There's no way you could, you could disinfect that. So, so, you know, it was a while before, how long was it before we figured out that we could do this a couple months? 
No, I a think month? it was less than that. I think it was a month at most. Okay. I know yeah. that they did some shows by having people call in. Right. And then now they're using Zoom themselves, right, for other shows? Um, yes, yes. Uh, I, some, so, yeah, so they're, they're doing it live that way. Yeah. Um, but I think we've really enjoyed the ability to record whenever and not be under that exact timeline. We figured out an MO that works really good for us and creates the sort of things that that we want and gives us enough control over the quality. So we, I've got this section peeling back the curtain where I thought we would tell them about how, how we actually do this. Yeah, okay. So we, we have a 59-minute hard limit because this is first and foremost a radio show and it has to fit into the uh, FCC dictated uh, constraints. Uh, there has to be one minute of station identification every hour and so we must fit into a time limit that is dictated by the format or the medium of a radio show so right now we each have a stopwatch on our computers and we're watching that sometimes uh you know we we get pretty close to the to the limit but but most times we we manage to pull it off yeah and then uh we at least back in the, the times when we were in it, we had our the board. We had to like bring out the the uh, intro, bring down all the levels, bring up the things. But yeah. now it's like we we go over our notes, we um, clap our hands so we can synchronize the audio once we go That's into right. <laughs> the editing, and we uh, Dan does his countdown. I, I yeah, right. so I go three. If you can see it's on YouTube, three, two, and then go. And, and we start the show. Uh, and we t- click our, our timer at that point in time so we know exactly where we are in the show. And we try to follow our script as best as we can. Yeah, which is usually not all that well. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we often have more content than we, we get to. But we're, we're actually right now, each of us is recording on our end using this free software called Audacity, which, which works pretty well, and we use it for, for editing. And we're looking at each other using Zoom. So Zoom is recording the video and its own audio track, but we're not using the audio track from Zoom because it's not good enough. We're, you know, we want it to be as, as close to studio quality as possible. So Audacity affords that to us. And then we take... Um, we take Dan's track, we take my track, we you know beef them up a little bit, try to you know improve the audio as much as possible, and then edit them together into one big master track, and then put the show music at the beginning and end, and then we have uh, a podcast episode which goes to uh, Martin and Zav at the station, and it plays at our designated hour so there's there's actually a lot involved in there's there's more i would say involved in the producing of the show now on our end than there was when we could do it in studio right Right. and then we we also then put it to other places we actually make a podcast right right um so i i run the the podcast distribution uh, side of it and so i throw it up to our feed and send it out to all of you people um and then greg uh, makes a youtube video out of it 
Yeah. And I'll tell you a little trick too. Sometimes the zoom and the audio track, they don't match up exactly. And so I got to do a little bit of cutting here and there and stretching things out to make it fit. So if you're, if you're ever watching it and it doesn't look exactly like the words are mapped on to our mouths perfectly. Well, that's We're just, aliens. I'm th- sorry. Th- oh, yeah. <laughs> Peel back the, uh, the the reptilian masks. No, it's just these things don't sync perfectly, you know? And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the challenges of these these technological platforms. You know, it's, it's really good when we give you the impression that everything is going off totally without a hitch, but trust me, nothing's ever happening that way <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> but the end product is pretty dang good, if I say so, so my, myself. And hey, you're so here. That's, that's a perfect segue into um, favorite episodes. If, if you know, which, which do you think were particularly good or fun or however else you want to, whatever else goes into making it your favorite? So I think um, the circles of connection and care was one of the first episodes where I was like, I felt like it was one of the first that we hit our stride. That was one of the first. I was like, I was really happy about that. And that was the one early on that I would say, Hey, um, I do have this radio show. If you're interested, I suggest you listen to this episode first. That one was our, I think early high watermark. That's a good criterion. Um, that could be something like on a quiz. Like if you had to pick one episode to recommend a show, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's actually a great way to look at it. Um, it was one of yours. Well, I, I really like the future of work one that we did where we were talking about, I mean, something that is going to happen. I mean, we're, we live in this, they now talk about the precariat, you know, people who are stuck working gig jobs or moving from one job to the next. And that's more and more becoming the way work gets divvied out to us. And then we've got all the developments with AI and uh, robotics and logistics. And, you know, we could be looking at a point in time not that far from now where a lot of the things that we think of as jobs have been phased out, you know, or, or assigned to someone else. So what do we do then in, in that situation? I, I thought we had a re- really great show on that. That's, that's actually a topic we could probably hit again, though. Oh, yeah. You know? There's so many in the, the intersection of, you know, human well-being, human well-being and technology that uh, is rife for dissection. Yeah. Uh, so another one that I love, you know, wasn't too long ago, but was the uh, Don't Am say I the it. Jerk? am i the jerk uh otherwise known as aita um a q a session we kind of like one of the things that uh greg is well known for is like it's okay to make moral judgments and you need to be able to back up those moral judgments and so we kind of went through these questions of am i the jerk and and kind of walk through our uh, reason making for making certain world judgments based on real world experiences. I think we should do another one of those, uh, maybe multiple ones. I, I, there's so many in the the Reddit AITA forum that we'd never run out of them, and they they really are great moral dilemmas. Mm-hmm. You know, there was another one that I particularly liked from a technical aspect as well as a content aspect, and that's the one that we just recently did with John Sellers, although John Sellers wasn't on the air with us at the time, 
we I did an interview with John Sellers, who's somebody really big in the philosophy as a way of life uh, community. And then we took that and I played it. Uh, I played the clips of the interview on my phone while we were engaging in, in the radio show. And then, of course, I patched them in uh, using using our, our editor uh, later on. And it was sort of like John was here, but but not here. And so it gave us the capacity to bring in. Uh, an expert guest. So I, I thought that was that was uh, pretty cool that we could actually pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was us like listening to him live. So it was it was a really well done splicing in. Yeah, and I, I think we could do more of those in, in the future because you know we're not going to get people to want to record with us at nine o'clock in the evening, especially if that translates to three in the morning there. Um, yeah. But I think we could bring in a lot more interesting guests like that, don't you? Yeah, I think it's uh, something to definitely pursue. Yeah. Well, we were going to talk about um, some of the practices, but maybe we won't do that. We've got some other things that, that we wanted to talk about. We'll see if we have time to, to get to some of these, these practices. So another thing we were going we to hit on is where we thought we'd be at this time when we started the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, COVID threw a huge monkey wrench into things. Mm-hmm. Like uh, personally, uh, I I didn't know. I, I I was living pretty kind of like week to week at the moment. I didn't have a, a really regular job at the moment. Yeah. Um, and and everything has changed for me from my employment to uh, to running things within the communities that I run and uh, for relationships. It's, it's like a whole different ballgame. I, like, I couldn't even say where <laughs> I thought I was going to be because uh, – and then you just throw in COVID and that's just – Yeah, yeah. The entire world is in a, a, a place that would have been entirely alien to me. You know, I think that originally we were planning on doing the show every week, Friday, during drive time, you know, four to five – and we'd made that commitment, and then you know we got those two shows in, and then we had a, a downtime for a while, and then during the summer, we were able to do like a show a week. Um, but then, you, yeah, you got a lot busier, I got a lot busier with the semester starting, and we we started doing a, a new show like every other week, most of the time. Um, but we still managed to get thirty-one episodes done, and I think that's kind of a, a significant achievement. 31 good episodes, you know, we, uh, there's not a single one where I'd be like, well, that's just filler (laughs) or anything like that. We've explored a lot of really uh, interesting and and important topics. And a lot of them, of course, we can go back and there's more to say about them. But I think we, we did produce a lot of, of really quality content. And then, you know, the shift, I mean, we were, I was bringing in my, my camera and I would video record us in the studio, but I think doing this and like you said, having the podcast as well, we've, we've got some really stable content, you know, this is going to be out there for decades to come. So it's kind of a cool legacy one year in, it it isn't actually what I thought we'd be doing quite Quite frankly, I thought I thought it was going to be more. There'd be you know the recordings, but it'd just be more live, you know, interacting, you know, from from four to five each week, and and I'm I'm actually kind of happy with the direction that things have taken. Yeah, what do you think? Um, if we go back to the studio, 
do you want to go back to the studio or is this a, a more conducive workflow for you? I, I do want to go back to the studio because I'm, I'm a pretty extroverted person, so I like getting out. I enjoy chatting with people, um, especially if we can get that four to five uh, p.m. time slot back. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. That, that'd be pretty awesome because that's, you know, like prime driving hour. Um, I wonder if we could get uh, two GoPros so we could still have like the, the double oh, close up on the faces. That would be really cool. Actually, that's something well worth thinking about um, how to do the in studio stuff better, you know? Right. That's yeah. That, that's something I haven't devoted any time, uh, any thought to at this point. <laughs> so, Speaking of, of you know surprises, like COVID was a big surprise. What were some of the biggest surprises that you've had in the past year doing this radio show? So for me, I think it has to do with the videos of it. Um, people really like to watch what to me seems to be pretty static content. It's it's you and me as heads, essentially, right? When we're in the studio, <laughs> sitting sitting in place, um, you know, we gesticulate a lot, right? We talk, we, we're both hand talkers, but, um, <laughs> and, and I think we have, you know, adequate expressions on our face, but it's, it's still not like very dramatic, is it? I mean, it's, it's no. mostly you and me talking. People really like to watch that sort of stuff <laughs> to the to the extent that, you know, our first couple times that we tried doing this, the Zoom recording didn't work right. So there's kind of a gap in the in the video stuff. I think for, we're missing like episode three, four, and then maybe five and six. And people will pester me about those. Oh, yeah. Like, when, when, you know, why are you holding back episode three? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not holding it back. I just don't have it. <laughs> uh, we, we stuck it with the uh, Ark of the Covenant. and <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So that's kind yeah, of a no surprise one see you but know, to it, me. If you are looking for those, they're on the podcast feed. You can go and listen right, to them. Right, right. Yeah. You can hear them, at least. Yeah. So what about um, you? So, what was uh, your big For surprise? me, is like uh, doing this and then um, hearing back from other creators who I was enamored with like i was a fan of their work and hearing back that they had also listened to my work and and said like they enjoyed it so this was specifically matt vanetta who is uh, a podcaster and author and uh, i was uh moderating a uh what is it called a stoic on x Yes, yeah. but specifically just a, oh, a panel, was, a panel yeah, discussion. A panel, right. And, yeah, and he yeah. was he was on the panel, and uh, I was just doing my due diligence to make sure everyone was able to be presented as they would like to be presented, and you know started that conversation. So he, he gave me the compliment back. So it was it was nice to like oh I've I've produced something that someone else that I think is worthy of um, enjoying their work to have that reciprocity yeah that's pretty cool because he he's a big heavy hitter in the stoic podcast community he had the good fortune podcast that um i mean that was that's been around for quite a while yeah um Um, what 2017 maybe i think it goes back before that it was it was something that turned a lot of people on to stoicism he um, he's got a really nice way of presenting some really basic ideas uh, in a really straightforward and easy to grasp way. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some some topics that we would like to do in the future. Um, yeah. A little bit of a 
planning things out, you know, and if you're a listener, you know, and, and, and you are listening to this on, on the, the podcast or the video, you can always like shoot an email to us and say, Hey, we, we want to see more of this or more, more of that. Or yeah, you can also say, we, we read the comments. <laughs> exactly. So what are, what are some of the things that you want to hit on that we haven't, or we, we might've delved into, but we didn't get into directly. Yeah, so uh, one of our, our next topics that we're going to get into is uh, meaning. Uh, that's that's a big topic. That yeah. could probably be many, many episodes on. And uh, technology, the good life. How does uh, our technology either help or hinder us? And what would be the criteria that we need to put on those things that are in our lives in order to determine if it is actually a benefit or a detriment to us? Yeah, and how to turn things that maybe we recognize have been a, a detriment for a while, either if we're not going to get rid of them altogether, how to use them in ways that would be beneficial for us. Right. Right. I, I'd like to do some more deep dive shows about philosophical practices. We did that one about negative visualization and I think it would be cool. You know, actually the circles of concern was also like a deeper dive one too, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it'd be, it'd be nice to do more like that where we devote a whole hour to one particular practice and really give a lot of examples about how to do it. Well, you know, mm-hmm. anything else, you know, I, I do a lot of work on anger management. Um, Maybe we can shout at each other on the air a bit, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I'm I, so angry at you, Greg. Yeah, I, I, I think it would be kind of cool to go into that. Maybe, maybe other emotions too. I think we did a show exa- on anxiety, right, mm-hmm. a while back. <clears throat> so maybe there's some others as well. Maybe something beneficial, joy or zest. Oh, right. That's that's actually a great idea because yeah. that came up in the Stoicon thing. So we're getting to the top of the hour. I think we probably have to cut it short at this point, right? Uh, yeah, unless there's I just I, the the practice of like learning to trust your co-host to like how to interact with them is, is yeah. something that's very useful. But uh, thank you, Greg, for being my co-host. Oh, thank you, <laughs> and thanks for you know all the work that you've put in on this as well. Thank you. So. We leave you with the words of J.R.R. Tolkien. The road goes ever on and on, down from the door where it began. Now far ahead, the road has gone, and I must follow, if I can. Pursue it with eager feet, until it joins some larger way, with many path and errands meet, and whether then, I cannot say.